Welcome to the Purposeful Parenting Podcast. I'm Harriet Rowe, wife and mother of four adult children, three girls and one boy, all graduates of the United States Military Academy at West Point. Grab a cup of tea or coffee, get cozy, and take in your weekly dose of Purposeful Parenting. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Purposeful Parenting. If you're pregnant, or if you're thinking about getting pregnant, this is for you. Guiding an infant from zero to 12 months is an important and rewarding journey for parents. Now, during this time, infants go through rapid physical, cognitive, and emotional changes. And if you've ever been around a child during the infant stage development, then you know how quickly they can change. Now, needless to say, you may have already experienced this. Anxious and sleepless nights during the infant developmental stages. But there are also numerous rewarding moments as your baby accomplishes the different developmental milestones. And also, needless to say, you, the parent, have been given an awesome, God-given responsibility to lead, to guide, to teach, and to comfort your child as he goes through this wonderful stage of development. Proverbs 22.6 says, train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. Well, parents, this training starts now. The whistle has blown, zero to 12 months. Now, the key areas during this stage of development will involve communication and responsiveness, establishing secure attachment, meeting basic needs promptly, and stimulating cognitive development. Guiding an infant once again, zero to 12 months, is rewarding. The first thing we're going to take a look at is creating a safe and stimulating environment. And I'm sure even before your baby has been born, you started looking at the things that you needed to do, the things you need to change in your home. You need to ensure that your home environment is safe and it's free from hazards. You baby-proof the house by securing the furniture, by covering electrical outlets, and keeping harmful substances out of the reach. You provide age-appropriate toys and activities that encourage exploration and, and sensory stimulation. Now, when you think in terms of routine, believe it or not, you do need to establish a routine for your infant, but a lot of times they will be the ones to establish that routine. Infants thrive on consistency and predictability. You establish a daily routine of feeding, of sleeping, and for playtime. Regular routines will help your infants to feel secure. and, And believe it or not, they start to know what to expect. And 
it helps them to develop a sense of trust in you, the parent. You also want to practice responsive caregiving. Infants, as you know, communicate primarily through crying, but they also have facial expressions and and body language that will tell you what's going on. And as they grow and you grow with them, you will know what each one of those things mean. In fact, you will come to know exactly what the cry is all about. It's interesting how that happens, but it does. They will let you know And you need to respond promptly and sensitively to their needs, whether it's hunger or discomfort or just the need to have that physical contact. Now, some people think that you can spoil an infant. I do not. I do not believe that you can hold a baby too much. I believe that that is the time when babies need to bond with you. And they bond with you through cuddling, through snuggling. And once again, it fosters a sense of security. Then there's supporting the physical development. You will be encouraging physical development by by providing ample opportunities on their tummy because they need to strengthen various various muscles. So they'll be on their tummy, they'll be on their side and on on their back as they're looking at maybe different things that you have put over their, um, their crib so it can support their vision. You engage in general gentle exercises. Some mothers will take their babies through yoga, like just gentle stretches to help them enhance. And while you're doing this, once again, they're getting this physical contact from you. And all of this is helping with their coordination. And as they grow, you're going to provide that environment so that they can crawl around safely and eventually they'll start to walk. Now, I want to point out something to you. A friend of mine told me Now, I saw this um, on her son. His hand had a very bad scar on it. And I was wondering what was had happened. And she told me, she said, you know, Harriet, when he was little, her son now is, is, was about, I guess, about nine years old, but the scar was still there on his hand. It didn't, did not interfere with the movement of his hand, but it was there. And she told me her son was crawling around and he hadn't started pulling up yet. But this one particular day, she had her scalding hot cup of coffee on a shelf that he could not reach crawling. But this was the day that her son mastered the ability to pull up. And as he pulled up, this hot coffee spilled on his hand. Well, you can imagine how the mom felt. But she started sharing this with all of her friends. And I share it with you because I want to tell you that just because your child isn't rolling over today at this hour, at this minute, does not mean he or she will not roll over the next hour. 
So you need to make sure you're always safeguarding your child and not taking anything for granted because their development happens so quickly. Needless to say, you're going to be providing nutritious and age-appropriate feedings to your child. Now, whether you breastfeed or whether you formula feed, all of this is up to you. And I'm sure you'll use the guidance and experience of, of doctors and of your parents also. Then, excuse me, you want to foster their language development. And you do this by talking to your infant using simple and clear language. Now, I never use baby language with our children, and I don't recommend that you do it. Now, if your baby is cooing and things like that, it's okay to repeat the sounds that they are making. But remember, your child is going to learn to speak by listening to you. So you want to speak using simple and clear language. You want to talk when you are putting on their clothes or when you're bathing them. You want to sing songs to them. Read books as you're sitting there nursing or feeding the child. Reading books to them, telling them stories. Respond once again, like I said, to their babbling and their attempts at communicating. But always speak clear, simple language so that they can learn to speak correctly. This helps them to build their vocabulary and their language and comprehension and their early literacy. One of our granddaughters, Bryn, loved rhyming. She might have been, I guess, maybe three years old. And when we would be in the car or just sitting around, she would say a word and say, what rhymes with that? And if I would say a word, she would rhyme it. So all of those things help with with building their vocabulary and helping them to talk. And you will find things that your baby learns to loves to do in order to increase vocabulary. You want to encourage their cognitive development. Stimulate their cognitive growth by providing age-appropriate toys, by in doing things that will enhance their sense, senses, putting things over their crib so that they can look at it and have their eyes moving from place to place, playing peekaboo or stack boxes, so many things that kids love to do. And once again, there are probably so many more that you've played with your children that you have already, or with kids that you have been around. But respond positively also to their curiosity, because they will be doing things and you want to support their efforts. And as they are growing, you want to promote social and emotional development. Establish a law, a loving and nurturing relationship with your child. And once again, this is that cuddling that takes place. Engage in, in gentle touches and eye contact when you're talking to them. Encourage social interactions with the family members and with their, their peers, with their siblings, but be mindful of your infant's comfort level and know when they've had too much or when they're tired. Respond to their emotional cues with empathy and comfort. 
during times of distress, because they will have times of distress. And once again, you will get to know their different cries and what it's all about. And needless to say, you will be seeking regular uh, pediatric checkups. And you want to make sure you understand your intuition about your child. If you feel that something isn't right, don't just sit on it. Make sure you check and see what might be going on. And last but certainly not least, you want to take care of yourself. You need to remember to prioritize self-care. You know, parenting an infant can be very demanding. And those of you who have already had children already know and understand this. So you need to ensure that you're well-rested, that you're eating nutritious meals, and that you're seeking support from your your partner, from your family, and from your friends. Taking care of yourself will help you to be more present and attuned to your infant's needs. Parents, remember that each child is unique. There is no one size fits all when you are approaching parenting. Trust your instincts, as I said before. Be patient and enjoy the precious moments as you guide your infant through their first year of life, because it will go quickly. So parents, until the next time, remember to parent on purpose. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Purposeful Parenting. For more tips on parenting, or if you would like to reach out, please visit me on HarrietRowe.com and follow me on Facebook, Harriet Rowe. That's Harriet with two T's. I look forward to grabbing a cup of tea or coffee with you next week. Feel free to invite a friend. Until then, this is Harriet Rowe reminding you to parent on purpose. Music